WXOX Studios in Louisville, Kentucky. This is That Driving Beat. My name's James. And I am Uwe. And this is your radio dance party, Soul, Rhythm, and Blues, Garage Rock, all on 45 RPM. Stay tuned.
Well, hello listeners, welcome to another episode of That Driving Beat, brought to you by WXOX, Art FM in Louisville, Kentucky. We started off, as we always do, with our theme song, Willie Mitchell, doing That Driving Beat, 1965 on High Records. I followed that with one that's uh, fairly new to my collection. I, I don't actually remember where I picked it up. It was just in one of those boxes that I that I scored recently. Uh, that was James Davis. I'm going to... I'm going to tell it on you on Duke Records out of Houston from 1962. I might jump 10 years in the, in the, in the future. 1971 on Wand Records, The Love Box with Mama. Mama's going to whip you. And uh, that was Mama's produced by you. Gene Chandler. That's all we know about that record. I really. assume that was the same Gene Chandler. I, I, oh, I, I, really I would know. think so. Did he, did he ever do work with Wand? Oh, yeah. Trying to think. Okay. Well, I don't know. He was mostly. <laughs> Who knows? He did a lot of Constellation, a lot of VJ. Yeah. But yeah, he may have been at, been working with Wand uh, around then. Who knows? We could do more research on that. Well, clearly. Yeah. Well, try to <laughs> try to Google Love Bug. Yeah, it's, it's hard it's to hard to Google yeah. the Love Bugs. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, I liked it. That yes. Was good. And also, it'll show us a little bit of the mixture of. Uh, of stuff we're gonna play today, we're gonna jump a bit around. I think. Yeah, but like, I, like but always. I've seen from I his think. box what he brought today, and what I have in my box. I also uh, added some new stuff to my collection, which means they're not new records, of course, they're old records, but they're new to but my they're collection. They're just waiting out there for us yeah. to find them in the in the wild or maybe online. So I'm gonna sprinkle some of those in. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of a lot of what I'm what I'm. Uh, going to play is new to my collection as well. Uh, I, I got a little bit of digging in yesterday. It had been a few weeks uh, with uh, just other other uh, things going on since I'd been able to get out in the real world and dig. I also got a, a few things in the mail that I bought online uh, recently. And and I just I spent some time yesterday cleaning records. Uh, these, a lot of times they're just, sometimes they're just dusty. Sometimes they're just really filthy. Uh, one of the I, uh, one, one of the buys I did recently, I, I forget which garage or basement, uh, I got this particular little little carrying case out of, but uh, um, I, I bought, uh, I don't know, 40 or 50 records in a, in a little carrying case, and uh, when I opened it up yesterday, just waves of, of, of stale cigarette smoke uh, just b- wafted out of it, took over the room, uh, so yeah, I had to clean those up, threw away some sleeves, uh, some just paper sleeves, because they were too far gone, but uh, yeah, I got them cleaned up. I think that's where that James Davis that I just played might have come in the uh, the cigarette smoke box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the music. Please. Let's do it. Uh, coming up next, this is one that I got uh, off the internet that arrived just in the last uh, few days, but it's from 1967 on the Key Men Records label, Dolores Hall, Good Loving Man.
She blew a good thing on symbol from 1966 that poets were known in the in Europe as the American poets since there was another band in Britain that was called the Poets. And not to confuse them, they changed the name there. Bob and Earl before that with the Sissy came out on Chain Records or Shane. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, in 1964, uh, Bob and Earl are most known for, I believe, the original version of Harlem Shuffle, right? That was that was their song, I yeah. think, before other people did it, and then various hip-hop acts uh, sampled it uh, as well. Bob and Earl. Kim Weston, with her version of Helpless, that came out in 1966, was recorded in 1965 on Gordy. That song actually was uh, uh, written in 1963 and appeared on, a, on an album by the Four Tops in 1965 and she did not like that song or she liked that song but she liked the Four Tops version so much and she thought that it would be um, not worth re-recording it because their version was so great and did not want to do that but uh, Motown uh, they insisted they needed a follow-up after her hit she had a huge hit and uh, they needed a a quick follow-up so they just gave her that and she had to do it and the rest is history. And it sounds great. It's uh, such a great <laughs> song. <laughs> Dolores Hall got that uh, that set started with Good Lovin' Man. Uh, I may play the, the uh, flip side of that one in the show today as well. Uh, that's a new one to my collection, and I, I couldn't decide which side to play, uh, so I may play the flip side. But that one came out on Key Men Records in 1967. All right, I'm going to play another one that's new to my collection. Uh Coming up next, I've, I've been aware of this one for a while, but I didn't really know uh, uh, the history behind it. But it's, it's by a group called the Serenaders, uh, and it's on VIP, which was a Motown sub-label. They had a lot of different labels that they put things out on, uh, so it didn't just look like they were flooding the radio stations with uh, with Motown releases. This one came out in 1964, uh, and it's called If Your Heart Says Yes by the Serenaders. It was actually, uh, it was... Um, recorded during a, a, a brief period that Motown actually had operations in the Brill Building in New York. They tried something out for a, oh, a, maybe a year, year and a half, I think, in 63, 64, uh, set up, a, set up a, a satellite office in the, the really the home of American pop music uh, at the time, the Brill, Brill Building, and signed a few, a few people, a few artists, a few writers, uh, had had uh, some things uh, some things recorded for for Motown labels there, and, and I think also just sold songs to uh, some of the many many other um, musicians and and companies based out of the Brill Building. This is one that that came out of that. Uh, it was produced in New York, uh, unusually for Motown. And to me, it sounds Brill Building. It doesn't sound uh, Motown. And it was a a group from New Jersey uh, called the Serenaders. And I'm glad to have a copy. I, I got this from uh, from uh, that big big online auction site. Uh, I found it found it on there, and it turned out it was from uh, a guy I know, Ben Shulman. If you listen to the Addicted to the Needle podcast, uh, Ben and his friend Pat uh, are the the dealer and the addict, respectively, on there. Uh, ben brings records in to sell to Pat, basically, and they talk about them and play them, and it's it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, Addicted to the Needle podcast and uh so, so yeah i got that i got this record from from the dealer uh, on there Not mr ben shulman <laughs> there were a few other uh, others i i got from his auctions that I'll, I'll be playing later in the show as well but uh all right so enough talk here's the serenaders if your heart says yes 1964 on vip if you're
Just to experience some technical difficulties. Our technical difficulties as we were talking about <laughs> records, looking at records, and we're like, oh, the song just ended. <laughs> well, that just took a really like hard left corner with Clarence Henry and Little Susie on Argo from 1961. Complete different sound from what anything we played so far. Yeah, before that, you heard The Cupcakes, uh, a one-off, or they, they only ever had one release, as far as anybody knows, under, under that name. Uh, they may have actually been the same uh, singers, the same group, or at least some of the same group as the Cookies that had uh, several hits and were, uh, were a bigger uh, uh, New York City-based girl group. Uh, but that was the Cupcakes with Pied Piper on Diamond from 1965. An interesting thing about that one is Paul Simon was one of the, the, the songwriters of that one. That was before anybody knew who Paul Simon was. He was a, a singer, songwriter, and a... And a on, uh, a, a songwriter for hire uh, around the Brill Building. I, I mentioned the Brill Building again in one of the operations there. So that was one of many pop songs uh, that he he wrote or co-wrote uh, before anybody knew who Paul Simon was. Before that, on Shout, Freddie Scott with Ron Joe from 1967. And the Serenaders, If Your Heart Says Yes, before that, on uh, the VIP label, sub-label of Motown from 1964. Well, I'm very excited about my next two records. I know you're going to play something before that. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've got one to uh, Yeah, my next two are in. like two of my new ones. Ah, good. I'm excited to hear them. I'm excited. Well, first you're going to hear something by uh, an artist billed as Debbie... Hold on, Debbie Duval, Duvalle. Dovale. Dovale. <laughs> who, uh, I don't think she's Italian, so it's not Dovale. No, uh, 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 her real last name, I didn't actually write down what her real... Oh, no, uh, uh, Natalie Ascenti was her real last name. Well, she so she, she, Italian, she is then. Italian. Uh, but from, uh, from the Pittsburgh area. And she started out as a pop singer when she was 12, uh, had her biggest hit ever at 12 called Hey Lover. Um, this one came out, uh, I believe, a whole year later. So she was about 13 when uh, she recorded... This one we're about to hear called I'm My Own Doctor. Uh, this one came out on Roulette in 1964. I'm actually playing it off, off the Canadian issue. Still on Roulette, but a slightly different design. Uh, also part of my, uh, my purchase from uh, Ben Shulman, who I mentioned before, who is based out of Montreal. So when you buy records from him, some of them are Canadian. Uh, Debbie Duvalle, I'm My Own Doctor, 1964 on Roulette.
Well, I hope you were as excited as I was to hear that record. So excited to own it now. Otis Redding with his version of Your Love Has Lifted Me Higher and Higher. 1969 on Atcore and uh, produced by Steve Cropper. So definitely like a Stax yeah, production, yeah. Memphis yeah, recording. Stax uh, Studio. Yeah, on I mean, it. it sounds like Stax. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, you know, obviously everybody knows uh, uh, the Jackie Wilson higher and higher, but Otis Redding just, just chewing on it there and making <laughs> it his own. I like that. Uh, before that, you heard Michael and the Messengers uh, with a, an original kind of, I guess, to that group, instrumental called Up Till News. Um, that one came out on USA in 1967. Uh, I, I know I'm talking about a lot of records today, but I, you know, I've been looking up some of these new records, and, and I actually already knew a little bit about this story. Um, there was a group called the Messengers from uh, Minnesota and Milwaukee. They kind of moved during when they were learning how to play i think learning uh uh so they were called the messengers they recorded a cover of in the midnight hour um also speaking of steve cropper he and wilson pickett wrote wrote that um they recorded it and usa put it out and it became a hit but in the meantime they started dealing with motown they were in the in the process of being being one of the few like white rock groups uh to sign with motown so they couldn't go out on tour to support this usa uh, this single that was out on USA Records, a, a competitor of Motown. So somebody within USA or somewhere uh, found this other band called the Delmars up in Massachusetts. 
and got them to rename themselves Michael and the Messengers, and they went out on tour in support of the Messengers release, just pretending they were the same group. So USA put out the record again, this time billed to Michael and the Messengers, but it was still the same recording as the, the Messengers. Uh, and But this time it had the B-side you just heard, Up Till News, which was actually written by Michael and the Messengers, formerly known as the Del Mars. Um, and that, that group, the Del Mars, which became Michael and the Messengers, ended up recording three or four more singles for USA Records. So they just crawled into the skin of the Messengers and lived in there for a while. Uh, meanwhile, the original Messengers went, did go off to Motown and put out a few singles uh, over there as well. Um, anyway, up till news. <laughs> just, just a good kind of garage soul, or the Hammond organ instrumental. I like it. All right, before that, Goodbye Good Times on Veep from 1969. And I don't think you would have guessed that group who, who played that song. It was Little Antonin Imperials. Uh, way after their teeny pop times in 1969 with this Belter. Goodbye Good Times on Veep. And Debbie Doval, or Dovale maybe. Dovali. With I'm My Own Doctor, Who 1964 <laughs> on Roulette. She was 13? Uh, yeah, I think she was 13 when that came out-ish. Wow, she must have been very talented. To, to, be, to, to, to already be her own doctor. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a real yeah. Doogie Howser kind can of sing. situation. Yeah. And she could sing. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. Uh, we are coming to the end of our first hour here. We're going to squeeze a couple more in for you before we uh, before we hit that hour mark. Coming up next, The Choir. They were a group out of Cleveland, Ohio. This was uh, their first single. They had a few more, and then uh, several of the members went on to form the group The Raspberries, which uh, had uh, some, some power pop success in the 70s. Uh, this one I'm going to play you is called It's Cold Outside. It's not that, uh, that standard, Baby, It's Cold Outside. This is an original song, uh, and was actually on the, the second volume of The Pebbles, Garage Rock Compilation. Came out back in... Back in the 70s, I guess, when they were trying to make people remember this garage rock stuff from the 60s before it all went away. Um, the band was originally called The Mods. They named themselves that in like 64, 65, which was early for anybody in America to even know what that term is. They were kind of on the leading edge. Uh, part of that is because they had a friend who came back from Britain with uh, the Beatles' first single and some other things before anybody else in Cleveland had ever heard them. So they were a little more plugged in there uh, to the to the english scene anyway uh the choir it's cold outside Now it's cold outside, cold outside. 
second hour of that driving beat for today you just heard uh actually what that's something you played over <laughs> that i played yeah. that what yeah. did you play and uh, i want to introduce my friend over here uh his name is the bear i'm james also known Hi as everybody. james and that's uve yeah. over there if you never heard our show uh this is the driving beat and uh we're playing 60s r&b soul garage rock maybe some british stuff i, I brought a few few british things but i haven't played any yet. mostly up tempo and i say mostly because sometimes we want you guys to come down relax a bit and do a little slow dancing maybe you just said bobby bell was dropped me a line that came out on rca victor in 1966 before that shirley ellis i believe that was her first single i think uh the nitty gritty she went on of course to do the clapping song and the name game uh that one came out on congress records in 1963 um, so yeah, we, we bring records down, as Uwe said, that's what we did today. Uh, we both have some that we've come across re- re- uh, fairly recently. Uh, I actually did some record digging just yesterday uh, at one of our undisclosed digging locations here in the, uh, the Louisville area. And so that's some of what we're playing tonight are things that just came into our collections, some we've had for years and are, are old favorites of ours. Um, but they're all old records. Uh, when we say something was... From 1966, for instance, that Bobby Bell, that's when that record was pressed. And that record has been out there somewhere since then, until we found it and cleaned it up and played it on the radio for you. Coming up next, uh, I'm going to play the other side of the Shirley Ellis that I just played. Uh, The Nitty Gritty was the A-side. It was the hit. Uh, I I wrote on the sleeve here that it, uh, it got to number eight in the Billboard Hot 100 in 1963. So pretty good, especially for your first single. 
Um, but they snuck some jazz through. They, they snuck a, a, a kind of soulful, jazz, smoky vocal uh, onto the B-side uh, of this label, uh, or of this record. And I'm going to play that one for you, too, because it's great. 1963, on Congress, Shirley Ellis with the B-side of the nitty-gritty. Here's Give Me a List. I made it. 
So that was the Mavel set. Uh, you just heard Artistics. I'll leave it up to you on OK from 1964. Before that, uh, I mentioned in the opening of our second hour that, that uh, I brought some British stuff, and sometimes we play some British beat, British R&B, mod stuff, and so I figured I'd actually do, actually do that for the first time in this episode. Jerry and the Pacemakers, uh, some... Some Liverpool sound, Mersey beat. Uh, they kind of got swept away by the Beatles when the Beatles uh, came in. But before the Beatles, they were the thing. They were the Liverpool band. Jerry and the Pacemakers, that was a, a B-side they did. It was a cover of Skinny Mini, uh, which was a, a song done by Bill Haley in the comments in 1958. That one came out in 1965, and I played that off the American issue on the Laurie record label. Before that, from 1962 on Chess, Billy Stewart was Fat Boy. Started that set out with Shirley Ellis, getting a little jazzy with Give Me a List on Congress from 1963. Coming up next, uh, a local record, local to here in Louisville, where, where, where that driving beat is produced. Uh, this is one I've been aware of for a little while, but no, and, and, and I think actually I, I have seen it in some local dealers' boxes for kind of market rate, I guess, market price, and I've been kind of hoping a cheaper one would pop up, and it did. Uh, so this is by a group called the Monarchs. They were uh, they were huge, huge, huge in Louisville in the, in the 60s, and even even had a couple of national hits uh, that, that uh, got out there and, and got outside of Louisville. This was their very first single, as far as I know, in 1962 on the Regal label, Regal with two E's. I think that was the only thing that ever came out on Regal. This is uh, a B-side. It's uh, it's labeled on the on the record that this is a twist. So so if you're going to dance to this one, it better be a twist. Here's the Monarchs with an original. Guess who? On Regal from 1962. Oh, baby, it's me. It's my mom. We want you to 
You just heard 100 mile an hour Northern Soul Classic by Little Richard. I don't want to discuss it. 1966 on OK. Daryl Banks before that, uh, recorded in Detroit by Revelot Records. Uh, he had a few singles on Revelot, but by that by that point uh, he was on Atco, part of uh, Atlantic. But that was I've Got That Feeling. Before that, Rachel Lamont, How Lonely Can One Man Be on Blue Rock from 1965. An original B-side before that by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Take What You Can Get, 1967 on the MGM label. Before that, the Marathons with Peanut Butter, 1961 on Argo. And that was a long set. We just let it keep going because we were enjoying it. But started it out with Louisville's own The Monarchs, their very first single. I think that was the B-side, actually, of their very first single. Guess Who on Regal with two E's, Regal Records. From 1962. Coming up next, uh, the flip side of the record by The Choir that I played earlier. I played their original It's Cold Outside uh, in the first hour of the show uh, today. Now I'm going to play the B-side, I'm Going Home. Also an original, also a kind of jangly uh, garage rock thing. It's been on some garage rock compilations of songs you should know, too. Don't worry, it's not really going home. He still has like yeah, 20 we, minutes. Yeah, we've, we've still got almost half an hour yeah. left in the yeah. show, so I'm not going home yet, but here's I'm Going Home by the choir.
Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons with The Night, recorded in 1972 and uh, re-released in 75 on Mo West. Before that, the Classics Four featuring Dennis Yost with Stormy. That one came out on, on Imperial in 1968. That was the first version of the song Stormy. Uh, I think a, a few other, uh, other artists have recorded that, including notably Diana Ross uh, recorded a version, which, like many, many, many songs... Uh, recorded by Motown, the Motown organization, never actually got released uh, anywhere near when it was recorded. Uh, it did pop up later on on a uh, on one of the many many uh, CDs of Motown rarities, Motown unreleased things. Um, I think then after that it turned up on some uh, some bootleg uh, 45s so that people could own it on vinyl and and play it out on vinyl. And then in 2013 it finally got an official 
vinyl release from Motown on a uh, um, a box set of 7-inch 45 RPM uh, vinyl of just songs that were either just about impossible to find on their original issues or, or just never got an original issue. So really, for the, for the real Motown, Motown perverts there, the, uh, the, those box sets. I'm uh, going to bring it next, yeah, uh, next week. And, and Uwe has that box set. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we have, I think we have played the, the, uh, the Diana Ross version of Stormy on the show before. And, and yeah, maybe, maybe we'll listen to that one next week. But that was the original uh, big hit. The, the record I played is, is not hard to get. Uh, but it's good. Stormy by the Classics 4. Before that, Billy Butler and the Enchanters gotta get away on OK from 1964. And the choir started us off with their original I'm Going Home 1967 on Roulette. We are going home soon, but mm. not quite yet. That Frankie Valley one is not so easy to find. Uh, Especially in the U.S. Yeah, yeah because it was, it was never, never released in the U.S. Never really yeah. caught on. I think it was on a, it was on an LP here, but yeah. uh, it got a 45 release in Britain because it was huge there. Twice. Yep. Like 72 and 75 because it was so big. Motown rarities again there. Yeah. 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 I'm taking us back to 1957 for this next next record. This is one I picked up uh, just I think yesterday. Um, it's by Bo Diddley on the Checker label, part of the Chess family. From, uh, from 1957, as I say. Uh, this was originally the A-side of this record. It's called Say Boss Man, is, uh, is what you're going to hear. Now, the other side is another, another Bo Diddley original. These are both Do- Bo Diddley originals. The other side was Before You Accuse Me, Take a Look at Yourself, uh, which has become a, a blues standard uh, done by many, many people. Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival did it. Uh, uh, some guy called Eric Clapton did it. I don't know. I've never heard of him. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, the what? the original is on the other <laughs> the other uh, side of this record. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna play what was originally intended to be the A side. Here is Bo Diddley with say Boss Man. Shoes on the beach. Oh, 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 oh. 
When you hear this music, you know it's nearly over. Sadly. Oh, Sugar by DeSanto. I don't want to fuss on Checker from 1964. Before that, Bo Diddley, also on Checker from 1957 with Say Boss Man. We want to thank you for listening to That Driving Beat. We hope you'll join us again in the future. If you want to find us on social media, just go to either Instagram or Facebook and search for Midnight Hour Sound System. You can see what we're doing out in the real world, uh, including uh, our, our Soul Strike Night, which is coming up uh, on Friday. You can also see what we're doing on the, sh- on the show or if we get out and dig any records. I posted a photo just today on uh, Instagram and Facebook of uh, some of the records that I played on the show this evening. We've got time for one more. I'm going to play the flip side of the Dolores Hall record that I played way back in the first hour of the show. I played Good Lovin' Man then now i'm gonna play w-o-m-a-n a little funkier side on key man records from 1967 thanks until for listening next time yes until next time
wish I will. 